previously on the Death Saving Bros podcast. It all goes back to this diamond. Is it doing anything? You can see a very faint light at the center. We have to go north for the cabin. You lead the way into this small one-room area and sitting at the desk. Riley, is that you? Miles, it's bright. Can you lower the torch? No. I want to look at my damn diamond. It starts to warm up. Can I throw my knife at this thing? You hear... And it turns with black eyes. I want to stab it. You have found a roughly scribbled note. Written is the name Parmar. Riley knew that he needed to go to Principium to find how to reverse his experiments. We make it to Principium. We've been hearing more noises getting closer. Let's head towards the castle. You can hear something coming up behind you. Light the lanterns. I am faced with one of these creatures. You stab this thing, gain a few extra moments as you dash into the castle. Parmar, Riley Bevden, wrote your name down in his journal. Now pull the diamond out. It's no black diamond. It is a piece of the soul of Sargonis. That is what is bringing them here. We must go to the secret cavern. We make it safely to the cabins. And he presses his staff into the cavern. There are spider webs of light. A door cracks open. You can see a ring of silver metal. That is the Diadem Exorius. That will allow us to harness the energy of this crystal to try and drive back the forces of darkness but they have followed you through the open door. Parmar is worried beyond belief. Pull yourself together, man. He twists his staff and disappears. And you can see that something has just picked up the diamond as you hear footsteps run past you, and you know that Parmar has escaped for now. Riley, I trusted you, and then I smash it. The light that you pulled from your brother's apartment, creating brilliant blue flame that engulfs not only them around you, but yourself as well. Welcome to another episode of the Death Saving Bros Podcast. I am your host and Dungeon Master, Paul Camper. With me today, I have Ben Renfro. I'm big time rushing to drag my balls across Paul's face. Brad Richards. (laughs) Oh my god, that was a really good one. (laughs) Oh man, I just can't wait to put my Backstreet Boys right across your forehead. Nice. Matt Smith. There's only one direction I want to drag my nuts. (laughs) (laughs) God damn it. Brad Renfro. My dream is dragging uh, my nuts across Paul's forehead from the boy band Dream Street. Mm Mm-hmm. Why don't we just do it in sync? And Eric Nemeth. Okay, gonna pop my nuts out and drag across Paul's face. Fucking obscure, and I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, which one did you say? K-pop. Oh, I thought he said kids bop. Kids bop. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to turn my boys to men across your forehead. <laughs> I was trying to think of one for boys to men, but. <laughs> <laughs> 
What's another boy band? Uh, fuck. I'm gonna uh, take Paul to O Town with these <laughs> nuts across his face. Would Ozone count for Disco Zone, as in Dragos Dintai, as in the Numa Numa song? <laughs> Which is the perfect song to rub my nuts across Paul's forehead. It's a stretch. Like stretching my nuts across Paul's forehead. See, I can't wait to get my hands on your balls. I'm what? Sorry. <laughs> wait a second. <laughs> There's no jokes there. Paul's just <laughs> Paul's just horny. <laughs> <laughs> you gave that like the straightest delivery. <laughs> Paul, that Man, was I, I just can't wait. All right, I, I'll respect that. Let's start the podcast. Paul, that was wrong in at least emblem three ways. <laughs> Hanson, <laughs> hands on. It, no, I got it. Just like you're gonna get it across your forehead. Mmm, bop me in the face with your nutsack. Mm, mm-hmm. Calm down there, Tiger. I'll give you that one. In case our listeners weren't aware, we are a 5th edition actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast. I promise, we've only been doing this for, you know, a couple years. We're not the new kids on the block. Oh, uh, I'll give you that one. <laughs> I will give you that. I respect that. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, since we have been doing this for a few years, we have a nice long story that's going on. Nice segue. <laughs> and we're about to pick up where we left off last time, which is you just got to the diamond in the center of Gublio's treasure room. You touched it. A black wave of energy spread out across the room, and you were sucked into the diamond. Now we are back in the treasure room, after you died in a flashback with Riley Bevden and Parmar, and everything is deathly silent in the treasure room. Ambionitis, you are standing in the center of these rings holding this diamond, and you can see a faint light at the center of it fade away. What's my status? Like, am I unconscious? Am I awake now? Everybody is standing exactly where you were when Ambionitis touched the diamond. And I'm completely aware of what just happened. Yes, you all remember the entire experience in the diamond. Did that just happen? That's a great question. Did you roofie us? No. Well, then yes, it did. So did we, like, experience that whole thing as the people we were playing last episode? Yes. It was like the new Jumanji. So I popped back out, like, immediately after having my... Just guts ripped open, <laughs> eaten in front of me. <laughs> I mean, I'm probably going to be screaming. Oh, not again. <laughs> you see Brixius going in the fetal position, start tearing up a little bit. <laughs> what the fuck? Does Gublio know anything that happened? No, Gublio is standing there, mouth wide open, his jaws dropped, and he takes a step forward and says, You got to the diamond. Yep. Yeah, it did. Gublio, how long have we been in this room? It's only been a, a moment. There was a wave of blackness, and there was a moment where I felt power. Anyone else feel like we just had a dream for the last, like, couple months? I don't think it was that long. Um, hey, Ambionitis, I, uh, if you have that diamond, I know it had us all experience something weird. I have a special pouch here that it would, uh, it's imbued with sacred priest stuff. Are you just like literally holding open your pocket? Yeah. <laughs> um, how big is this diamond? 
It's about the size of your palm. Oh, that's a hefty one. It'll protect us for any more ex- experiences like that. It's been blessed. Right. I said we destroy it. I like that idea. We can't do that. We fucking A could. It is an idol of a false god, so it needs to be destroyed. What are you talking about? Mm, I don't know if it's false because it's in my hand. However, we need to find the thing. The thing. The thing. What thing? The circlet. Okay. I'm just saying, so that we don't experience any more freaky stuff, I'll just carry it in this sack here that is, like I said, it'll protect us from the uh, abilities that we just experienced. Right. Or, so let me carry the thing. You want or, me to hand the piece of Sargonis to the person infected by Sargonis? What's Sar- the, that is not Sargonis. We, we were all there in the dream. We all heard. We saw it. <laughs> well. I just want it. Bishmuck speaks up and says, What do you mean that's a piece of Sargonis? Nothing. No, it's not. I don't know what, that, who's Sargonis. Yeah, see? Just, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, that's the treasure of the goblins. And if if you got to it, you're... I don't like where this is going. You're the leader. Fuck. Yeah, are you going to yeah. stay here and be the leader, or do you want to hide it away in my bag here? I roll over from out of the fetal position... I'm going to go and push Gublio down on the ground. No, not Gublio, Bishmuck. <laughs> down on the ground. And then I want to get up in Gublio's face and pin him up against the wall. And kiss him. Why? What are you doing? What the hell is that? What just happened? I don't know. I... What the fuck is going on with this diamond that you're not telling us? I've never touched it before. I always told everybody that I did. And they believed me because I was strong. You're a phony about everything. Thanks for admitting it, Bishmuck heard you. But you're telling me you don't know anything about this diamond. How did it get here? What the hell is inside of it? I don't know. I found this fortress, and I claimed it for my own. Was it here when you got here? It was, along with all the other treasures. Well, most of them. What a phony. God damn. It is what it is. Bishmuck says... All this time, it was a lie? All of it? Have we been saying it's a lie for a while now? Goblins aren't bright. Neither are we. Well, who am I going to believe? Am I going to believe some strangers that I've only just met or Gublio? The The guy who's been lying to you for years? The goblin that was supposed to be the strongest, smartest, fastest of all of us. I don't... I don't care about your chain of command here. I don't think any of us want to be leaders of the goblins right now or of this kingdom here. I want to know what the hell we just saw, why we just saw it, and what to do with this information. Just give me the diamond. So, Gublio, now that you're in a truth-telling mood, how did you actually beat, I want to just giant air quotes, those trolls? You find them one by one. You take on one, it's not so hard. And you just knock it unconscious and drag it into the pit. Why, why do we underutilize... Protein's ability to make people tell the truth with his zone thing. That is a good question. There are so many instances over traveling with you fuckers that we never (laughs) use that and it can be used and we never do it. But again, I don't care about this being leader of the goblins. And obviously, if you really don't know anything about this diamond because you've never touched it, then you have no use for us. We'll take our treasure and leave. Bishmuck says, You can go. 
I mean, you're the leader. No, Bishmonkey, you're the leader. But if you ever need the goblins, we will follow you. Oh, we have a goblin army. Frank's in charge. <laughs> Fucking Frank. Where's Figus? We need to leave him in charge of the <laughs> goblin army. Just like he's been in charge of the hammer fist while we're on our way. I need another squire. Can we at least open take a, a goblin? Hammer? Yeah, you can take any goblin. Can we at least open a hammer fist in the goblin kingdom now that we own it? Yeah, they no, uh, it's, don't the, stay here. it's the gooch hammer. Yeah, we won't stay here forever. We're all gathered together because of the demons in the south. It's okay, but you're just following the hammer fist uh, school. The school of the hammer fist. Wait, Bishmuck, question for you. Do we have to get announced as your leader so that anytime we see any goblin, they know that we're the leader? Or do they just know? If you go out into the courtyard and you show that diamond is in your hand, you will be the leader and the word will spread. All right, how about this? Team, let's just go show our face holding the diamond. That way, if we ever encounter a goblin and need a assistance, we can command the goblins to do what we need done. Yeah. I I think think and then we take the treasure. Well, actually, all this treasure is ours now. So we can have as much as it as we want. Jet, no money for you. Um, That's impossible. You can't. You can't do that. I get the diamond then. I'm not in charge of the diamond. Okay, My brother well, picked it up. Well, you're not in charge of the money. I picked it up this, and I just scoop Fine, a bunch whatever. in my pocket. Regardless, we take whatever treasure we want. We show our face to everyone with the diamond, and then we get on our way. Don't feel we gotta tell them that you need to follow the word of Torm. Actually, the only person that is the leader is Ambionitis. Damn it. That's fine. Damn. Or just <laughs> put. Or just let me have it. I'll do it. No. Nope. Are you addicted to like your your the other the other you was addicted to moon sugar? Sneef. 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 That was what it was called. Okay, this is great. This is great. I'm a proprietor of all these gyms, and my brother is the leader of all goblins. This is good family this is stuff. Bullshit. We need to throw goblins at demons <laughs> until we can avenge our we parents. To, we need to make a goblin catapult. Or old fashioned cannon fodder. No. Nope. We force all the goblins to trebuchet. go through gym training. Or just so that, a trebuchet. Yes, but so that they can help us fight. All right. Um, Body seals. Goblin using goblins as seals. Nice. Okay, here's what I'm thinking. We go to the courtyard. That's announced. We leave Gublio in charge here because fuck all of that. They're just going to murder each other anyways. But Gublio will remain in charge. We will not reveal that he's a phony, so he still has some power. We will go, but people will know who we are. We just don't have to look after them. Sound good? Perfectly fine. Let's All go. that sounds good, except not revealing Googlio as a phony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but... Um, I say we reveal him, and we put in Frank and maybe Bishmok. Frank will be number three. Bishmok will be number two. I think Bishmok should be number one, and Googlio should be number two. Just to give him a little life lesson. Yeah, but nobody's really going to follow that. Well, I think he would if we said it would. Regardless of the situation, Gublio can still kick Bishmuk's ass. Yeah. He's still bigger, stronger, and faster than <laughs> That's Bishmak over there. But if Bishmuk has the entire goblin command... All right. I don't care who's in charge. I just want to get my treasure. So oh, yeah. Up. What do you grab? Is, is still in charge of all goblins, and we can go to Principium because that's where we went in our dream. If you don't reveal me as a phony, then they will still respect me enough 
that I can lead. I am still strong and fast and smart. That's where I'm at. I deceived all the goblins all these years. And I like this about him. I have, a, <laughs> I have respect for that. That takes balls. And he turns to Bishmuck and says, And if you don't tell anybody about it, I won't smash you into a pulp, you little pipsqueak. I thought he was immediately going to start beating the fuck out of that, t- that goblin. Okay. Speaking of which, brother and Abe, you have not yet chosen from my treasure collection. <laughs> <laughs> Feel free to take what you would please. Well, brother. Thank you, gracious lord. <laughs> goblin overlord, you are so kind, so generous. <laughs> so, are you only going to allow me out of one treasure? Well, we all picked one, so I believe in equal rights. So, yes. So, if we walk back through that one town where they mistook you guys for goblins, I can tell them I'm the (laughs) goblin overlord. (laughs) Yeah, we took care of the problem. They're all now our subjects. Should we all just stuff our pockets with, like, 10k gold? Yeah. That's so not okay. (laughs) I mean, the goblins aren't using it. It's just sitting up here in this room. No, and it all belongs to Ambionitis <laughs> anyways, so. So Jeff's not allowed to have any of it? No, we will take, we'll take gold pieces to buy shit, of course. Can we just say moving forward in this campaign, we have pretty much an unlimited supply of gold? Yes. Well, we do. Within reason. Sweet. We never <laughs> Sweet. have to pay for another thing. <laughs> Great. I mean, you would have, you're going to have a lot of cash on hand. Like, Thousands. with cash. But if you, let's say, went into town and were just like, hey, we're going to buy this store. Oh, like, Why not? And be nice. Instruct a couple goblins to follow us around, like just about 10 of them pulling the biggest wagons, wagons <laughs> full of gold. So we can walk into any city and just say, we own this city now. Is there, <laughs> is there an enchanted conch that I can blow into to assemble a, go- a couple gaggles of goblins? You blow a gaggle and they all come running. <laughs> You're gonna blow a gaggle of them? The gaggle horn? Oh, oh they're gonna blow a gaggle of goblins. No, 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 no. Uh, the gaggle horn. The gaggle horn, I love it. Yes. Put that shit on the t shirt. The gaggle horn? The gaggle horn. That's awesome. Hold on. Gaggles assemble. Oh, okay. <laughs> Gaggles assemble. You, you blow the gaggle horn, then you roll a D10. And that's how many gaggles of goblins show up at your call Shit. for how many are in the nearby area. That could be six. 60 D goblins. Goblins. <laughs> yes. You have, you have an army. You own every goblin. What do you mean? <laughs> Just walk out there flipping them all off. I own you, 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 <laughs> you, and you. Frank. Yeah. Own you too, bud. All right. So here's what's going to happen. Plan. Gubio's still in charge. Bishmax number two. Frank's number three. Penchak, everybody forgot he existed. He's dead. Right. But everybody forgot, will forget he existed. But they will not forget that a random goblin was mutilated in public. Um, we're going to... Where are we supposed to go? Probably Principium. Principium, that's where we're going. Right, okay. So we're doing that. But you guys have to select from my wares. (laughs) (laughs) I still think it's wild that... We walked into this goblin area. With an arrow wound from people that thought we were goblins. Not even a day ago, and we were spited for 
them not liking outsiders. And in less than a day, you're in charge of all of them. It was less than a day. No, it was multiple days. Okay, regardless, we walked in as these outsiders that everybody hated because they didn't do well with outsiders who weren't a part of the goblin race. And within just a couple days... I own them. You own every goblin. That's a good time. Uh, just a just a couple things. First of all, you, I don't know you if guys you have a say. You got to ask permission to speak from my brother Ambionitis. <laughs> you don't own us. Uh, we just respect the hell out of the strength that it took to get to the diamond. So it's a respect thing. All right, fantastic. Ambionitis, brother, you said I can select a treasure. How humble and kind of you. <laughs> oh wait. Second thing. Who's Frank? You know this. I want to go to the nearest window, point out to a random guy, and be like, that one is Frank. And now he must be called Frank forever because yes. they respect your word. Yep. As long they as have absolute, first royal decree, my liege. Yeah, they have absolutely no idea which one is Frank, so they're guessing at this point. Now, I know Ambionitis is the overlord. Do I have some sort of respect for being a brother of the overlord, like part of the royal family where people listen to me as well? We all respect you for beating Gublio's challenges, but... I don't I don't like when you say royal family. It makes it sound like we inbreed. <laughs> well, look at look at the way my character looks. <laughs> and you tell me mom and dad weren't related. <laughs> that would explain your oh, dyslexia man. and illiteracy. Why do you think I can't read one eye points left and the other points right? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I cannot wait to listen to this shit in the car. I'm going to crash. Well, I hate to edit this. <laughs> I never describe my character as <laughs> having just a straight hilljack. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the artist got out of that, but it's like oh. you got all the inbred genes, <laughs> like all of them. <laughs> And, I mean, um, I mean, he looks good. Yeah, I, I, I literally look like fucking Conor McGregor. And he's supposed to be the savage one who, like, <laughs> eats animals still and, like, does <laughs> random ass stuff. Oh. I'm supposed to be the civilized city person. <laughs> you look like you fuck sheep. <laughs> I look like Muriel from Courage the Cowardly Dog. <laughs> you look as like a, a moonshine still blew up in your orc. face. And, like, you never recovered. <laughs> I just don't get it. I'm over it, though. Are you? I don't know. It hurts. Everybody else's characters look so good. I just don't think. I just don't think you could see yourself being over it. <laughs> okay, moving on. Do you get some sort of advantage on fighting multiple opponents at once? <laughs> <laughs> we'll call it the way of the owl. <laughs> oh. For our listeners, in case you're wondering what we're talking about, check us out on uh, social media. We just posted pictures of some commissions that we got done of our characters. Oh my worth goodness. it, worth it. Yeah. That was worth every penny. Thanks a lot. Who's, who's the artist? <laughs> What's the artist's name? Galen. Galen, Audric, or no, Galen, Audric, Isaac, Galloway the third. Wait, that's his real name? Who, who is he an actual wizard? <laughs> <laughs> 
and see a part uh, of our next quest. He <laughs> is taking commissions on at Doodle KM on Twitter. They teach the way of the owl at the hammer fist. The technique <laughs> at the hammer fist. We teach you to watch the front and back door at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> How have I ever accurately speared someone? <laughs> That's some good guesswork. Pick the one in the middle. <laughs> Wait, if you get a hammer, does that straighten you out? I don't know, we gotta try it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking pigeon-eyed. Is that why you wear that uh, Roman helmet one that turns your eyes red all the time? So what? no one can tell your pupils are actually looking in different directions? Would the helmet have its, like, it would stretch all the way out to the side? When I wear that helmet, I cannot see a damn thing. You just see the red glow where my eyes should be. I'm essentially blind. <laughs> That's why you have the double-headed warhammer. So you can just push it forward and hit both of them at the same time. <laughs> You're telling me you guys can't see your shoulders at the same time? <laughs> New rule, I can never be surprised. No sneak attacks. <laughs> Unless, Unless they come from right directly in front of me. <laughs> Alright, so you guys are in this treasure room. <laughs> okay. Uh, Brixius wants to find a pair of glasses that straighten his eyes out. <laughs> Do you have that, brother? <laughs> Is that in your inventory? Let me check my wares. You just, like, tie a goblin to your face to be your eyes. <laughs> this would be like if you had me for a face. <laughs> I can't breathe. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, we're in the treasure room, but Brixie's has no fucking idea where he is. <laughs> All right, well... I'd like to, as I'm standing there, I pull out my shield and take a look at my wooden shield and see that it's pretty batted up and starting to splinter around. And I say, brother, do you have any more shields? He just shakes his head and hands you his sunglasses. Um, do I have more shields? Yeah, there are shields littered all over the treasure room, propped up against piles of gold and stuck on top of uh, treasure chests. Uh, you see other ones that are made of wood. You see some that are made out of metal. Uh, there is one in particular that catches your eye. It is sleek black metal, and it is unadorned. But as you pick it up and take a look at it, tilt it back and forth, it catches the light and transitions almost from black to purple in color. I like the colors on this one. Brother, I'll take it. Sounds good. Okay. You put this shield on your arm, and uh, as you're testing it, uh, feeling it out, you realize that this will act as a normal shield, uh, plus two to your AC, but just like with your fighter maneuvers, where you can use um, your, not superiority die, but you can use your reaction or your bonus action to do certain things like parry or repost, on a failed attack, so if somebody's making a melee attack against you that misses, and you have your shield out, you can use your reaction to absorb the energy of the blow, gaining one charge, and the shield can hold a max of five charges. As an action, you can then expend at least one charge 
to make a melee attack with the shield, dealing 2d8 on a successful hit. Uh, the damage will increase by 1d8 for each additional charge spent. So if you spend all five charges at once, you would have a... 68. 68 attack. If you expend the last charge, you roll a d20. On a one, the shield just becomes a regular metal shield, and it loses its ability to harness kinetic energy. Yes, and I believe this shield is under 10 pounds as well. Yes. All right, sweet. Brother, this shield is dope. Thank you for holding this treasure for me and letting me have it. Either. My liege, may I peruse your wares? <laughs> By all means, subject. Proceed. Thank you. I'm going to throw myself prostrate on the ground and just <laughs> be kissing the floor at your feet and then no, start no. looking around the room. All right, what kind of stuff are you looking for? Hmm. Geneve. Wait, I have a question. Does Abe have better eyesight than Brixius? Well, I mean, the eye I do have just points straight ahead, so... <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you can see straight with one eye, and I can use eyes to look left and right. You put us together, and we're able to see everything. <laughs> so that shield... I can see this eye, too. So that shield caught your one eye. What caught the other eye? Oh, fuck. <laughs> A second shield. <laughs> Abe, as you're looking around... You can see swords and shields and gold and jewels. Um, you can see some items of clothing, like a cloak. Um, there are some fancy-looking boots. There's an array of what look like wands on one of the tables. Hmm. Well, as I'm walking around looking at things, I'm going to clutch where my fake eye is and be like, ow, and then flip up my eye patch, and my eye's just gonna be doing, like, the Mad-Eye Moody thing, where it's just flitting around all over the place, and then it's gonna settle on one of the wands. I'll be like, fine, and I'll grab that. All right, you pick up a wand made of whittled bone with a handle formed from two knobs protruding at one end. And since you have chosen this wand you realize that this is a wand of tricky terrain. It has seven charges. While holding it, you can use an action to expend one of its charges to cast either the grease or the web spell. The spell save is a DC 15. Expending two charges at once will cause those that are caught within the spell's radius who fail the save to take 1d6 acid damage. The wand regains 1d6 plus one expended charges daily at dawn. If you expend the wand's last charge, roll a d20, and on a one, it will liquefy and be destroyed. Cool. Also, I hear a spectral voice saying that the actual name of this wand is the Wand of Good Times. <laughs> and I feel like you forgot to mention in the description all the veins of magical energy that are going up and down this wand. Whoa, Abe, nice <laughs> wand. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. I don't want to turn around and just be holding it, like, down at my waist. Wearing some urinals next to each other. <laughs> Where'd you get that wand? <laughs> this episode's all over the place, but it's probably some of our best content. Well, if it's all over the place, you'll be able to see it. <laughs> <laughs>
It's mid-roll time. We're back to our normal goofy selves this week, and we are so glad to have you with us. If you noticed a difference in Eric's voice recording this week, uh, we had a hiccup with his mic uh, the day of recording and had to pull the audio from our backup recording. Apologies for that, but all things considered, we're glad it sounds as good as it does. Hopefully you enjoyed the Ten Candles playthrough we did the past two episodes. If you're interested in picking up a copy of the game, we'd be remiss if we didn't let you know that you can get your very own physical or digital copy of the tragic horror RPG Ten Candles at CavalryGames.com. That's Cavalry, like the men on horseback, Games.com. One more time, that's CavalryGames.com. We'd also like to let you know that if you enjoyed the music from the Ten Candles episodes, or the music from this and the other Goblin Arc episodes, you can get all the same music for your games. Just thank Will Savino and his Music Deep 20 project with a little support over at patreon.com slash musicd20. His compositions are top-notch and have been perfect for our story. For only $2 a month, you'll get access to all the MP3 files of his Music D20 music, plus some additional content at higher tiers. And just announced today, you'll also have access to a Music D20 app, which curates all the music into handy playlists for you. Of course, if you can't afford the support during these trying times, some of his stuff is available on Spotify, and he has indicated that there will be a second volume of music coming out soon. You can also keep listening to the music within the context of our podcast. We don't mind. As always, we hope you're staying safe and healthy during the coronavirus pandemic. If you need to chat or you need some digital human interaction, reach out to us on social media at Death Saving Bros. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Reddit, and we're here for you. We encourage all of you to head over to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Podchaser and leave us a five-star rating and review if you've been enjoying the show. You'll be helping our standings, and we'll read your review on the air. Now, let's get you back to the mayhem of this episode. Without further ado, we now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. We're doing okay. We're, we're good on time. What the fuck? We're not gonna move. Yep. So, uh, what are you guys gonna do? So we're not going to kill Gublio? No. Ah, man, I had a good plan to murder him. We did talk for, Gublio, to be honest with you, we talked for a long time about just killing you. And now that I know you're a phony, we would have done that so easily, which I already known we would have done. But that's okay. We'll leave you alive for now. All right, Ambionitis? You're very yeah. gracious. Oh, yeah. Time to go show your face. Would you like me to make the announcement? No. <laughs> Are you sure? Cool. Yeah, oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I can do it. I'm good. I sprint out the door to where all the goblins are in an area together. We're going to make like a smoke machine type smoke with our precedent. Do you like the Undertaker entrance? 
John Cena. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> he just comes out and he RKO's Gublio. Sprinting out in jorts. <laughs> hey, the RKO was Randy Orton. Come you on. You gotta spear somebody. But he had the RKO out of nowhere. That's Randy Orton. That's Randy Orton. That's Randy Orton. That's Randy Or- John Cena's the FU. Ah. Uh, did he yeah. ever have the RKO? No. I swear he had the RKO. Randy Orton. RK, no. He liked the five knuckle shuffle too, but. I don't even know what John Cena looks like. Is I'm gonna explain it. I've never seen him before. Ha! Nobody has. <laughs> <laughs> that was good thank you for getting that one that was good that was good all right if you are sprinting out the door of the treasure room you open that door and all the goblins are sitting right outside they're just like listening at the door <laughs> do i trip over them dun, 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 dun. <laughs> they are all waiting to hear what what happens and they look at you and they're waiting expectantly they're like they're kids sitting cross-legged on the ground, chin on their hands, waiting for a good story. <laughs> I'm physically... You can tell my character is scared right now based on what he just saw. All right. <laughs> Gotta make this good. Frank, front and center. Frank. <sighs> Frank. Press to digitize his voice booming. There's no Frank here. Isn't there one that at least knows that we refer to him as Frank? Freak. Yeah. Frank, I know you can hear me. The one goblin stands up and goes, My name's Freet. Not anymore. It's Frank officially changed by your new goblin overlord, Ambionitis Hammerbottom, my brother. He has touched the black diamond all over the place. (laughs) and here hereby everything he says is truth and canon all right give me a uh performance check so now without further ado ambionitis hammer bottom 19 oh yeah they all start whispering to each other and then you say without further ado here's ambionitis hammer bottom he comes walking out i'm guessing yeah, I w- can you, I messaged you, make sure you don't forget the smoke. Am I the only person that knows prestidigitation? I know minor illusion. I've done prestidigitation before, even though I don't know it. I will minor <laughs> illusion smoke for you. I'm going to walk out ahead of him with my great sword out, like one of those sentinel guys. Nice. I'm going to step up the side, just hold my sword up, but without someone on the other end, so it just looks weird as hell. Abe, help me out with the smoke. How are you stepping? Like... Is it slow, dramatic steps? Or are you like jogging out? Or <laughs> this is this is interesting. How are we gonna do my first I'm entrance? Sorry. Hold on. Hey, yeah. Brixis. Can McGregor walk out of here because oh, that's absolutely. what you look like. Absolutely. Brixis, you should cast jump on him so he just jumps like thirty feet into the <laughs> into the ceiling. <laughs> Wait, Prothean, just... you said you're gonna be holding a sword up on one end. Yes. I'll have my mage hand also hold a sword up on the other end so he can like cross underneath it. And then I'll be taking all my clothes that I don't wear and laying them out like a red carpet for you to walk down. <laughs> and every time Ambionitis's foot comes down, I want to be casting Thaumaturgy to make like a miniature earthquake. So like everything just shakes as he steps. I just do one long continuous earthquake. That's a lot of spell slots. <laughs> well, it's a cantrip. That's a lot of chickens. Look at all I just keep launching firebolt in the air <laughs> <laughs> over and over again, just <laughs> all directions. Yeah, I will absolutely notorious McGregor walk. 
Alright, so it's a big thing when he walks out. And the goblins jump to their feet and start cheering and clapping, and they start coming to you like the the aliens from Toy Story, and they're reaching their hands out towards you. <laughs> Do you not want any of them to touch you? Royalty? Oh, that's fine. I just want to get the Principi. Wait, are you... <laughs> I was going to say, the Are you first... still holding the diamond? Oh, yeah, that is in my palm. You maybe hold it, like, where they can't grab it? Yeah. <laughs> like, hold it up at, a bit. Which would be at my waist. Oh, that's right. That's the thing. <laughs> we got to protect it, so if any of them come close to you, I spear them. <laughs> One just comes up and touches it. It's like, I'm chief now. I immediately rip his fucking head off. Or just put it in this bag. Gublio and Bishmuk are standing behind you, looking on and clapping with everybody else. They're giving you kind of like the uh, the, sh- the credibility that you need with the other goblins. They're giving us the credibility? Well, beyond the <laughs> Did diamond. Did they not see our entrance? Beyond the diamond, <laughs> so that the goblins don't just come up and try to grab the diamond out of your hand. Uh, I wish they tried. Diamond is murdered. Pencheck. Pencheck? It ain't Nymo what we did to him. Right, I think that's an example right there. Now that my brother has been announced, I would like to announce who will remain in charge in our absence because we do have journeys to venture on to. Where are you journeying to? Principium. Mm, yeah. We have some business to deal with in Principium. Some overlord business in Principium. Something only King of the Goblins can manage. <laughs> What I have to tell people now? <laughs> um, Brixie's Ram Ambionite's Hammer Bottom, King of the Goblins. <laughs> you have to add a couple other things in there. Ambionite's Hammer Bottom, uh, brother of Brixius, defeater of Gublio's challenges, and king of the goblins. And son of murdered parents. Right on. <laughs> parents murdered by four wheeler? Just, yeah, just start One doing a Avengers. Uh, Daenerys. Daenerys Stormborn, <laughs> first of her name. Yes. Uh, Mrs. John, King of the North. (laughs) Oh, he's King of the North. All right. So listen here, subjects. While we are gone, journeying to Principium, Gublio will remain in charge as your fearless leader, for he is still big, strong, and fast, and a liar. But he is big, (laughs) strong, and fast, which are the important parts. And a liar. His number two will be someone who is not as much as a liar as Gublio is. And that would be Bishmuk. And number three will be Frank, whenever he wants to reveal himself. My name's Freet! Frank? Frank, not now, I already told it. you. You listen to your overlord. He said that you are no longer called Freet. You will now, from this point on, always be retur- referred to as Frank. Does everybody hear that? I'm also a female. Firebolt. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone found not referring to Frank in their correct name will be executed. <laughs> Is that understood? <laughs> yeah, in the same fashion that Penchek was. Dang it. So what is your name? And and Frank slash Freet sits down. Hey, what is your name? My name's Frank. My name's ah. Yef. My name's Yef. My name's Sanchez. <laughs> My name's Sanchez. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Frank, you'll be number three, who is number two to Bishmuk, who is number two to Gublio. Gublio. So everybody get that math. They all nod. Sweet. And one more thing. If you ever hear the gaggle horn being blown, you respond. Because know that only Ambionitis can blow the gaggle horn, and that means we are in need of assistance. 
That understood. Gublio says from behind you, We goblins take care of our own. We will come if you need help. Sounds good. One more thing. The fucking town that's over yonder, and I want to point to the town that shot me with a fucking arrow. <laughs> Don't fuck with that one. Bishmuck says, So you're okay if we raid other towns? Yes. <laughs> to a point, I had nothing to do with it. Okay, so you're going with uh, plausible deniability? Wow, that's a big word for you. We are going with <laughs> as long as the town can remain solid, living, and functioning, you can draw certain assistance from their town. Never. I just had nothing to do with it, and I swear to fuck, if I have any murders in those towns by goblins, I'm slaughtering you. Are you, like, trying to push us towards trade deals? If... Hmm... Just trying to tell you guys to just steal. Uh, if a trade deal cannot be accomplished, and other ways during the nightfall <laughs> need to be done without murder, injuring, and completely screwing the town, I'm not going to be upset. Okay, so basically just modern day politics. Ha. Uh, on the nose. Got it. One condition with it, though. You can never steal from a hammer-bottom gym. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Good. And no murdering. Did I say that? Unless you ever find this halfling we know, you can murder her. <laughs> her name is Taylor. You find a halfling named Taylor. She's fair game. Okay. Sweet. Outstanding. Anybody else on our hit list? <laughs> um, I mean, we've killed everyone else on our I was going to say, everybody list. else that did not like us is dead. Sweet. Ever come across a uh, a boat captain named Sanchez? He doesn't need to be remembered either. <laughs> Too late. <Cannon. laughs> In the history books. Okay. So with that, do not touch the town that's right outside. Do not murder people. Modern day politics. Brother. Outstanding. Your rules are so complicated. You got to keep them simple like the gyms. No, they got them. Oh, sweet. There's one... Pretty much one big rule. Don't murder. Kind of the big one. Good rule. But maiming is okay. No. Yes. Do not hinder the ability of the town or the town's people. Oh, no. We're not talking somebody, about that town. We're talking about others. I'm saying in general, it's not maim people. Knocking them out is okay. Give me a uh, persuasion check with, or intimidation, with advantage. Okay, well... I have advantage on that shit, and it was 19. Uh, with with or without modifiers? Without. Okay, what, what is it with the modifiers? You know what, Paul? I was trying not to do math. 20. Yeah, okay, there is very little mumbling and grumbling about it. Most of them just kind of accept it. Out freaking standing. Now, with that being said, Gublio is in charge until y'all disperse and go about your business. Gublio steps forward and says, Disperse. And they go about their business. Sweet. We fast travel to Principium now. <laughs> we are brought there by a chariot pulled by goblins. <laughs> <laughs> With wagons of gold behind <laughs> us. So you guys are going to head towards Principium? Yes. Yes. All right. I think his nickname, his title should be his benevolent dictator. Nice. Actually, maybe we should read 
Parmar's diary or whatever we have by Parmar. Do we have that? Yeah. I have that. Oh, hey, read that. Yeah, because the last we saw of Parmar, he was leaving with the uh, the DDM, right? Sure was. Yes, he was. Well, yeah, he teleported out of there, but then the diamond ended up back in this room, so we can only imagine he put, put it, it back. back. I mean, he might have, but he could have also written in his little diary, like, hey, I moved to here. All right, Chet, what's the book say? Well, can I hold on to the diamond? Chet. Huh? Book. Read Parmar's book for us, please. I have it. Right, read it out loud. It's in Elvish. Okay, read it out loud. Not with the diamond. Okay, so we're going to Principium. All right, I take the book from Jet. <laughs> Which eye are you going to read with? One of them. <laughs> One of them's going to tell him something he wants to see. Mm. And the other one's going to be looking at the sky. Saw the he book. saw the sky. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I saw the book with one eye, and on the other eye, I, I saw, saw the sky. And it Wait, opened what language up is it written in again? I am cross-eyed. He said Elvish. I'm double-checking if I know that language or not. I do not. I don't care. Jet, book, please. I have book. It's right here. Wait, don't you speak Elvis? Nope. I'm the only one. He's the only one. I speak Abyssal. So do Ooh, I. Ah. Me three. And Celestial. <laughs> does any goblin here know how to speak Elvish? Do you understand that we know how to speak Orc and nobody else does? What exactly are we trying to figure out from this book? That's a great point, Where brother. Where the diademic source ended up. Like, if he moved it when he left uh, Principium. Never used that. We've used Abyssal before between each other. Yeah, never used Orked. Yeah, probably should use that one more often. I, I speak Abyssal, so... Nobody else speaks Orc, which is basically... The whole language is Orc. Orc, Orc, Orc. Orc. <laughs> orc, Orc. Orky, Orc. Orc, Orc. Orkity, Orc, Orc. Orc. You can't say that about Abe. I'm gonna throw a Pokeball at you. Alright, yeah. Yeah? So are we... Just trying to peer pressure Jet right now into actually reading this book? I don't know. If he doesn't feel like reading it, I'll just go to Principium. If he wants to read it and be a team player, that's great. What's... I mean, what do I read from this book? Tell us what's in the book. We're trying to read Parmar's diary to see what he did with... Well, obviously, he put the Black Diamond back, but if he did anything with the Diadem Exorius, or if he talked about other locations of things, just some relevant information, please. Paul, would that be in the book? There is quite a bit of information in that book, and it will take you some time to get through it. But, great. We have a bunch of time on our trip to Principium. Exactly. So, we'll find out a little bit more about what is in Parmar's book next time, and uh, we will start your trek on the way to Principium. Also... Because of your many accomplishments and challenges that you overcame in the swamp, you are now level 10. Yeah, from that episode. Well, thank you all for listening. Thank you, players, for playing. If you did enjoy what you heard, or if you didn't, you should still go to Stitcher or Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star rating and review. If you would like to keep in touch with us in between episodes... You can follow us on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or Reddit, at Death Saving Bros. You can follow me personally on Twitter, at HB Camper. You can follow me at Benfro15. You can follow me at Ima underscore B underscore Rad. You can find me on Reddit at 
Death Saving Bros. Yeah. Find me on the PlayStation as Fat, F-A-T-T, Dash, Smith. Playing by himself? Yep. You can find me at nowhere. He's off the grid. And if you are interested in the items that we got this episode and in the previous Treasure Room episode, episode 62, you can uh, check us out on Instagram where we are posting tips, tricks, and other gaming materials to help you bring your D&D campaign to life. But until next time, keep saving those death rows, and we'll see you on the next one. Some of the sounds and background music in this production are copyright material. The songs Autumn on the Ramparts, Autumn on the Ramparts Combat, Dual Compulsion Ambient, A Fey Presence, In Corridors of Yore, In Corridors of Yore Organ and Calestra, and Shipwrecked on the Skeleton Key Combat are copyright Will Savino and the Music D20 Project. These tracks are used with permission, all rights reserved. The Death Saving Bros theme song is an abridged version of the song Run by Kai Angle and sourced from the Free Music Archive. This track is used with permission under Creative Commons Attribution License 4.0. You can read the full license at creativecommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 4.0 slash legal code.